Welcome to another podcast from Faith Baptist Church of Gulfport, Mississippi, recorded Sunday evening, July 2, 2023. Song specials for this service include Faith Baptist Choir with Jonathan Carr singing You Were There, followed by Leave It There by the Young Ladies Group, and finally, the 630 Group with Where Would I Be Without Jesus. Pastor Dan Carr Sr. brings us our sermon this evening, which is titled, Why I Believe There Is Hope, and is from the text of Job chapter 7 verse 6, Job chapter 19 verse 10, and Acts chapter 27 verse 20. We hope that this evening's message brings you closer to the will of God. Thank you for listening, and God bless. From the trials that it seemed I faced alone Wondering why God left me here to struggle on my own I thought of all the verses and the scripture I had read How He promised to be with me how he never would forsake me so with all the faith within me i cried out to god and said you were there for moses you were there for joseph you were there for david when he didn't have a prayer you were there for Steve so I believe in time I'll see that through it all you were there for me oh there'll be days of silent suffering when it seems that no one cares years may come and go without an answer to my prayers oh but may i never question your unfailing love for me and like the saints who've gone before me may my faith be one more story of a life that's lived for your glory so that others will believe you were there you were there for Joseph you were there for David when he didn't have a prayer you were there for Stephen so I believe in time I'll see that through it all you were there for me Sweet.
Without Jesus I would always feel so empty I fell to my knees And He changed my life completely great song. If you have your Bibles tonight, the book of Job, the book of Job, very familiar uh, book in the Bible, character that we use so often, a man of many trials, many heartaches. We're not going that particular direction tonight, but if you would, we'll use uh, Job for our text. I'm going to give you some other verses as well. The book of Job, chapter number 7. Uh, the book of Job, uh, the book of Job, chapter number 7. If you found your place there, if you're able tonight, why don't we stand the book of Job, chapter number 7. Continue to pray for Brother Benny and Miss Gail. I know that Brother Benny, uh, last night, Miss Gail called. I guess it was uh, called again about midnight last night, and he had to go to the emergency room. And uh, But uh, 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 that procedure they did over in New Orleans, there was just seemed to be some complications, uh, but it seemed like it's kind of smoothed out, and he's got to go back tomorrow. 
And uh, so if you'll keep them in prayer, I know they would appreciate Brother Benny was our soul leader for about 38 years. And uh, he's been very sick, has a, needs a liver transplant. And his wife, who is my sister, has four-stage cancer, who's uh, very sick as well. So if you'll keep them in prayer, I know they would appreciate that. The book of Job, chapter 7. The book of Job, chapter 7, and verse number 6. The Bible says, My days are swifter, swifter uh, than a weaver's shuttle. I was in Mexico. This was many years ago. And uh, it was like at a market. And uh, uh, there was this uh, lady. And uh, Brother Bertel uh, pointed it out to me that she was working uh, with what is called a weaver's shuttle. It's a, I can't describe it. It's a short, let me say this, a sewing machine replaced it, okay? And, but they kind of do it with their paddle and it has a uh, this uh, uh, little, uh, like a little needle-like thing, but it just, you know, when she hits it with the pedal, it goes back and forth. I mean, it's like a sack. Boom, 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 boom. I mean, it's quick. And uh, so Job said, my days are swifter uh, than a weaver's shuttle. If you ever seen one, they're moving pretty fast. And are spent, what does it say? And are spent what? Without hope. And are spent without hope. Go with me, if you would, to the book of Job, chapter number 19. The book of Job, chapter number 19. Job speaks here about days without hope. Look in the book of uh, Job, chapter number 19, and look with me, if you would, Job 19, in verse uh, number 10. He hath destroyed me on every side, and I am gone, and mine hope hath he removed like a tree. And my hope hath he removed like a tree. Go with me, if you would, to the book of Acts quickly tonight. Uh, the book of Acts, and you can kind of already begin to get the direction probably of my, uh, the key word tonight. You'll, you'll, you'll see it here for sure. Look at the book of Acts, chapter 27. Very familiar story here, but just kind of tuning in on a word tonight uh, instead of a verse or verses. But look at Acts, chapter 27, and uh, look at verse 20. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempters lay on us all hope, all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. Job said it this way in, in chapter 7. He said it, My days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle and are spent without hope. Have you ever had a day where you just felt like, you know, just don't want no hope here? Yes, you ever been there? Have you ever just felt that brother uh, Kevin McFadden's dead? Uh, I just love brother McFadden. He's just such a sweet, godly man. Been preaching over 50-something years. And he'll drop in on us occasionally. And sometimes it just depends how it falls. I'll let him preach. And But I know, I guess it was about six months ago in his Sunday school class, uh, he taught uh, along these lines about hope and that's tonight I want to preach about where do you find hope uh, where do you find hope our 
Father, we love you tonight. We thank you for loving us. And uh, Lord, uh, there are those who would try to tell us there's no hope. But God, I believe there's hope and we can find hope. And so God, I pray now in these next few moments that you would arrest our attention. And God, on purpose, Lord, I, uh, that we'd pay attention. Lord, I love this word. It's one of my favorite words, the word hope. I love that word. Now about it, faith, hope, charity, these three. I just think about that word hope and, and, and good company with charity and faith. The word hope, what a great word. I pray now in these next few minutes, Lord, that you'd help us. Probably somebody in this room, maybe a particular area, they just uh, seem to be uh, having a very difficult time of finding hope. And maybe tonight, God, the message would uh, uh, point them and help them to where to find hope. And so, Father, I pray you'd help us. And, uh, Lord, we love you. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for uh, what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, uh, we do pray and ask it all. Amen. You may be seated. When I go into a message, I, uh, uh, you know, I pretty much know where I'm headed. And uh, to the message, you kind of don't know. You're not looking out the outline. You don't know the conclusion. And sometimes you're a little bit unfair to me. You begin to disconnect where you not you not heard the whole sermon. And uh, before you you know pull that on me tonight, uh, you know, and I'm okay with that. I, I can handle that. But wait till you hear the whole message because really, uh, really, my conclusion tonight is really going to be, I feel like that's going to be the direction uh, that's going to really uh, be uh, the, the message tonight. But but sometimes uh, uh, I'll have a couple that uh, they say, uh, Preacher, there's just no hope in my marriage. It's just, it's, oh, they'll say it this way, it's just hopeless. It's just hopeless. Sometimes somebody will say, you know, Preacher, my child is out, you know, maybe in jail or uh, on drugs. And, and, and Preacher, I just uh, uh, appreciate the effort, and but uh, I just I just think it's hopeless tonight. Uh, sometimes people will say to me uh, about a loss of a family member, maybe somebody they've been praying for for years, and you know, preacher, I just, I just, don't, I just don't think there's no hope for them, and I just don't think they're going to ever uh, get saved. And and then a lot, I hear this a lot around this time of the year that you know America's gone, and there's just no hope for America. And let's just go ahead and have the funeral service for America. And let's just go ahead and bury it and get it over with, and. Uh, uh, there's just no hope there. and uh, But I want to preach to you on where uh, where to find hope. Now, uh, I wasn't, but I think I will. I want to give you the definition to the word hope. I love this. Uh, to place confidence in a desire of some good accompanied with at least a slight expectation of obtaining it or a belief that it is, un or it is attainable. And uh, so I, I, I love that. And may I just say tonight, in way of introduction, sometimes people put their hope in the wrong place. Let me say that again. Sometimes people put their hope in the wrong place. Uh, Job said it, another verse here in the book of Job, chapter 31, and verse 24 says, If I have made gold my hope. Some people put their hope in their money. Some people will put their hope in the stock market. Uh, that, that, may I say tonight, that's the wrong place to put your hope. That's the wrong place to, to put your hope. Some people put their hope in their religion. 
They put their hope in their religion. That is the wrong place to put your hope. Are you with me tonight? And uh, we're talking about where to find hope. Where uh, to find hope. I love this. In Psalms 42, and the Bible says in verse number 5, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God. I love that. Listen to verse 11. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God. Psalms 43 and verse number 5. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted uh, within me? Hope in God. You know, that is a good place to put your hope. Amen. Put your hope in the Lord. Can I get a witness there? And so tonight, we're just going to give you just briefly, quickly, I'll try to go quickly because I, I really want to save some time tonight for my conclusion. Normally, uh, I'll pick on Brother Dexter and I've been friends for over 30-something years and we've done tent revivals for 20 of those years and uh, we've preached a lot together through the years and he's a lot better preacher than I am. But uh, I often tell him, I said, Brother Dexter, you always have a good con conclusion uh, to your sermon. That is my weakness and you always seem to have a good conclusion. Well, tonight... Hopefully he would be proud of me if he would. But he ain't going to hear the sermon. He could care less, I'm sure. But let me give you some things tonight on where to find out. I'm going to try to not have you to turn. So if I give the reference, and it uh, uh, doesn't mean you have to turn there. I probably will ask you a time or two. But I want to read from Colossians chapter number 1. The book of Colossians chapter number 1. And then I'm going to read from 1 Peter. But in Colossians chapter 1, in verse number 23, it says, If you continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel. Where to find hope? Number one, you find hope in the gospel. Listen to 1 Peter uh, chapter number 1. 1 Peter chapter number 1 and, and listen to verse number 3. Blessed uh, be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, uh, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again uh, unto a lively hope. You see that? Uh, by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. You say tonight, preacher, where do you find hope in a, in a dark day, in a, in a time like this? May I say to you tonight, you find hope in the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's where you find hope. And uh, you say, well, what is the gospel? The word means good news. And, and so what is the good news? The, the good news is that Jesus Christ died. And uh, uh, the good news is that he was buried. But the good news is that he arose again. That is the gospel. We find hope in the gospel of Jesus Christ. The lost sinner finds hope in the gospel of Jesus Christ. The criminal that is on death row tonight finds hope in the gospel of Jesus Christ. The alcoholic finds hopes. He finds hope in the gospel uh, of Jesus Christ. The drug addict finds hope in the gospel of Jesus Christ. May I say to you tonight there is hope in the gospel of Jesus Christ. May I say it this way, there is hope for every man. There is
there's hope for every woman. There's hope for every boy. There's a hope for every girl in the gospel of Jesus Christ. I say tonight, where do you find hope? You find hope in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Somebody said it this way, preacher, I've tried everything. And uh, I've tried it all. I've tried every drug. And I've tried everything that is out there. I've tried all kind of different religions. But I, I just simply feel so hopeless tonight. Hey, there's hope in Jesus Christ. Look at Romans chapter number 1. Romans chapter 1. I love this. You don't have to turn. The Bible says, So as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at uh, Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believe it. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. Can I get a witness there? So tonight, number 1, we find hope in the gospel of Jesus. Jesus Christ. Uh, I would like for you to turn to this one if you don't mind. Go to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Where do you find hope? I said number one, we find hope in the gospel. No matter what your background is, doesn't matter what you've done, the Bible says where sin did abound, grace did much more abound. Amen? So there's hope for you. Somebody says there's no hope for me. There's no hope for my husband. There's no hope for my wife. There's no hope for my child. Uh, there's no hope for the prisoner. Oh yes, there is in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. There's hope in the gospel. May I say number two. Look in 2 Thessalonians. 2 Thessalonians. Look at chapter 2 tonight. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. And, and, and look at verse number 16. I love this. Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself in God, even our Father, which hath loved us and hath given us everlasting constellation and good hope through grace. Number one, we find hope. What do you find hope? You find hope in the gospel of Jesus Christ. He's a preacher. Where do you find hope tonight? You're not going to find hope at the bar. You're not going to find hope down at the gambling ship. You're going to find hope in the gospel of Jesus Christ. May I say number two, we're going to find hope in the grace of God. We're going to find hope in the grace of God. The Bible says, Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our Father, uh, which hath loved us and hath given us everlasting consolation, which means comfort, and good hope through grace. We find hope. Are you with me tonight? We find hope in the grace of God. I love how the Bible says it. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, least any man should boast. We're not saved by our works, we're saved by grace. We're not saved by our religion, we're saved by grace. Uh, we're not saved by our baptism, we're saved by grace. We're not saved by the money we give to the church, we're saved by grace. There's hope in the grace of God. But watch this. Watch this. There's hope for the suffering tonight. There's hope for the suffering. There's, there's, there's grace. There's grace tonight for those who are suffering. Thank you, Lord. I'm thinking of Brother Benny tonight and Miss Gale and I think of the readers and I think of uh, uh, the lockers, the knights. I, I think of these families and, and it's not fair. I, I tried not to do that because a, a we don't have a real super big church but we have a, a, good, enough, a good enough size of a church that uh, when there's, there's not just two or three that is in our congregation that's hurting. Uh, uh, there, there's many in our congregation that's hurting. There's many, some stuff that you don't know of or aware of and 
and, and uh, uh, when you come together there's, uh, there's some that are mentioned from the pulpit and, uh, but there's some who are suffering that you're unaware of that you don't know nothing about in, in different areas and then there are those that we do know about and that we are praying for and I, and, and I, and I believe that that, uh, that you're praying for very very earnestly and we should do that what do you say when your sister calls you at 11 at night and her husband's haven't been taken to the hospital and she's got cancer and, and he's, you know, seriously sick. What do you say? You know what I can say? God's grace can be sufficient. What do you say when a young man has only been married for a year and a half and he's on his job and he's electrocuted and he dies? And, and uh, what do, you, what do you say when you have a dad that passes away? What, what do you say? You know, sometimes as a pastor, I just don't know what to say. And sometimes I'm quiet and I just don't know, you know, what do you do? You, want to, you feel like I, I want to do something. I want to help. I, you know, but what do you do? You know, sometimes you don't know what to do. But I'm glad God always knows what to do. And no matter how bad that you may be suffering tonight personally, that's right that God's grace can be sufficient. We, we, we use this all the time, but I love it. Paul had a thorn in the flesh. He went to God and he asked the Lord to remove the thorn and the Lord said no and he asked God three times. And he said, For this thing I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. And I love this. And he said unto me, watch this, My grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Can I say to you tonight, say, preacher, where do you find hope? You find hope in the grace of God. Amen? Amen. I, I really do believe this. No matter what your trial is, no matter what your suffering, no matter how low you are, there's enough of the grace of God to get you through that. Amen. I really believe that with all of my heart. Whatever the situation, whatever God allows us uh, to go through in life, now, no matter how difficult it is, and, and no matter how hard it is, if we would be willing to humble ourselves, I believe God can give us grace that would be sufficient. I may not can give you the words that is sufficient. I may not give you the sermon that is sufficient. And I, I may go searching. I may go looking. I may go begging and the sermon will fall short. My words will fall short. But I'm glad that God's grace never has to fall short. Can I get a witness there? God's grace can be sufficient to get you through whatever you're going through. You don't have to commit suicide tonight. You don't have to go to the bar room tonight. You don't have to pop the pills tonight. God's grace can be sufficient. God's grace can be sufficient. You say, preacher, where do you find hope? Number one, you find hope in the gospel of Jesus Christ. You say, preacher, where do you find hope? Watch this. You find hope in the grace of God. Uh, go to Titus. I want to show you this one, okay? Go to the book of Titus. I must hurry. Go to Titus. The, the book of Titus, chapter number two. I'm preaching 
preaching tonight, where do you find hope, preacher? Can you tell me where to find hope? Number one, you find hope in the gospel. Say, so, preacher, where do you find hope? You find hope in God's grace. You find hope in God's grace. You say, preacher, where do you find hope? Look at this. You'll like this one. Look in Titus chapter 2. And look with me, if you would, at verse number uh, 13. Looking, watch this, looking for that what? For that blessed hope. And that glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm preaching on the subject. Where do you find hope, preacher? Not in a religion, not in a domination, not, not in wealth, not in the stock market. Preacher, where do you find hope? You find hope in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Preacher, where do you find hope? You find hope in the grace of God. Preacher, where do you find hope? Say with me now. You find hope in the second coming of Jesus Christ. The men were talking in the prayer room, was talking about, they was asking some questions about the Ark of the Covenant and, you know, where, where I thought it was. And I said, well, I, I believe it's in Israel and I, I believe they know where it is. And uh, I am told they've already seen it and laid their eyes on it. And uh, we understand the significance of the Ark of the Covenant and the, and the, and, and, and the role that it would play in, uh, in, in the last days and in the temple and, and things of that, that nature. And uh, I don't know if you understand where we are biblically uh, when it comes to the Bible, but we're in the last days. It's not, it's not that we're kind of getting into the last days. It's not that we are approaching the last days. But nearly uh, any denomination nearly that I know of uh, doesn't dispute that argument that, that we are in the last days and that Jesus Christ could come at any moment. Now I don't know how that affects you. When I was a young person I, that kind of scared me. When I was a young person I thought you know, I'm glad to hear about the Lord's coming but I want him to come right now. I don't want him to come tonight. I say even and so come, Lord Jesus. You know, it's, it, the coming of Christ is called the blessed hope. Do you know there are, pre, uh, there are people, there are Christians in other countries uh, uh, who are being persecuted. There, uh, uh, there are people in, in other places of the world uh, that don't have it as good that we have it in America. You know, we, we kind of, and I'm not saying it's not coming, and I'm not saying there's not a group of people that's not being persecuted, that are not suffering, but I'm telling you, some places they're being put to death and, and some people their heads are being cut off for, for the name of Jesus Christ and I'm telling you if they were knocking at your door and they were taking your wife and they were taking your kids and they were putting them to death you'd be hoping Jesus would come again but man when you're living in a fine house and you got your bank accounts a little padded and you know all the bills are paid and food's in the refrigerator and you can choose to go wherever you want to eat tonight when church is over we not be we may not be that excited about the coming of Jesus Christ. It's called the blessed hope. Amen. It's called the blessed hope. I just want to say three things about it quickly. Number one, Christ is coming again. I don't, I don't care what the mocker says. I don't care what the doubter says. I got a Bible, my friend. There's more about the second coming of Jesus Christ in the Bible than it is his first coming. I mean, there, the Bible's got a lot to say. And uh, we, could, uh, we could debate that. We could look at that. We could wrestle with that. But let me show you this. Jesus said, and I'll go and prepare a place for you, and I will come again. 
My Savior is no liar. Amen. He said he would be coming again. You and I are commanded to be watching and to be ready for the coming of Christ. You said, oh, preacher, I've read the Bible. And the Bible says he's coming like a thief in the night. And I, I've read that in there somewhere. And uh, you're absolutely right. You said, preacher, I ain't never had no thief call me and uh, say, you know, I'm coming at 2 o'clock in the morning. And I'm going to be breaking into your house. You're right again. Uh, but let's read the Bible. Let's see what the Bible says about what you just said. But in the times and seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you for yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. Uh, for when they shall say peace and safety, then uh, a sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye... But ye, brethren, are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. It is true. He's coming as a thief in the night for the lost world. The lost world ain't paying any attention. The lost world are clueless. But we that are in the Bible, we that understand the Bible, we understand that Jesus Christ can come at any moment. He said he's coming as a thief in the night, but to the lost, not to the saved. We are looking for the coming of Jesus Christ. That is called the blessed hope. Get this. This ought to encourage you. There is nothing wrong with you tonight that the rapture won't take care of. But that ought to encourage some of you older folks. Say, I got a backache. Well, when the rapture comes, that's going to be the end of your backache. If you got a headache or whatever it might be, there's nothing wrong with you that the rapture won't fix. Amen. When the Lord sounds that trumpet and the dead in Christ will rise first, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Hey, that is our hope. That is our hope. It is called uh, the blessed hope tonight. Go with me if you would to Psalms 33 quickly tonight. I'm preaching where to find hope. Watch this now. I said, I asked you to stay with me the whole time now. I asked you, I said my conclusion was the message and you're pulling out, okay? Hold Hold on now, that ain't right. Uh, look, in, look in Psalms 33 tonight. Look in Psalms 33 quickly tonight. Psalms 33, if you want to turn there. And uh, verse 18, the Bible says, Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy. Where do you find hope? I find hope in God's mercy. Yeah. Now, we talk a lot about God's grace, and we should. But, you know, the Bible's got a whole lot to say about God's mercy, too. Amen. I don't know about you, but I don't just thank God for his grace. Grace, but I also thank God for His mercy. Somebody said grace is God giving you what you don't deserve. Somebody said mercy is God not giving you what you do deserve. I like both of them. Amen. I like God's mercy. I don't know if you know this. The Bible said it is of the Lord's mercy that you're not consumed. The only reason you're not in hell right now tonight, there's one reason because of God's mercy. Absolutely tonight. I'm simply saying we better thank the Lord for God's mercy. Aren't you glad we got a merciful God? I'm not going to read the whole chapter. You read it later, write it down, jot it down. But in Psalms 136, there's 26 verses. And listen to it. It says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord 
for, his, for He is good, for His mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks unto God of gods, for His mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for His mercy endureth forever. To Him who alone doeth great wonders, for His mercy endureth forever. To Him that by wisdom made the heavens, for His mercy endureth forever. To Him that uh, stretched out the earth uh, above the waters, for His mercy endureth forever. To Him that made great lights, for His mercy endureth forever. The sun to rule by day, for His mercy to, uh, endureth forever. Uh, the moon and, and stars to rule by night, for His mercy endureth forever. You want me to keep going? Every verse in that chapter ends with, for His mercy endureth forever. That's where our hope is. Amen? We find hope in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Right, we, we find hope in the grace of God. We find hope in the second coming uh, of Jesus Christ. Uh, we find hope in God's mercy. Wouldn't it be something the trumpet sounded right in a few minutes? Yes. Somebody be, well, what happened? <laughs> Ain't no need running up here looking for me. <laughs> See you later, alligator. After a while, crack a doll. You know what I love about it? Brother Benny will be well. Yeah. Scale will be well. Yes. The knights will meet their grandson in the air. The reader will meet his dead. Hello. That's the blessed hope. That's that blessed hope. I'm telling we have stopped looking for the coming of Christ. We have stopped preaching about the coming of Christ. Hey, there's hope in God's mercy. Go to Psalms 119. If you don't mind, go there quickly. Psalms 119. I must hurry. Psalms 119. Psalms 100. Are y'all women tonight? Yeah. Yeah. Like y'all, uh, sometimes we get visitors. Y'all get like, you know, not with me, okay? These, these folks are with me. They're, they're smiling. They're happy. They're enjoying the sermon. And uh, look at Psalms 119. Watch this. You're going to like this. It's going to help you. Look at Psalms 119. Look at verse 74. Psalms 119. Look at verse 74. They that fear the Lord would be glad when they see me because I have hoped in thy word. Yeah. Listen to verse 81. It says, My soul fainted for thy salvation, but I hope in thy word. Uh, look at verse 114. Uh, 114. Uh, thou art my hiding place. I love that. And my shield. I hope in thy word. You know where you find hope tonight? You find hope in God's word. Amen. You find hope in God's word. Somebody said, Preacher, I tell you, there ain't no hope in my marriage. Preacher, there's no hope for me. There's no hope for my, my mom. There's no hope for my dad. There, uh, there's just no hope. Listen, we find hope in God's word. I was discouraged. I was at the, about the bottom as you could get. I hadn't been preaching long. I just started and everything was falling apart. Nothing was going right. And I said, Lord, I just... Uh, this just ain't going well. And I went to God's Word and He gave me a verse that has carried me for almost 40 years. And let us not be weary in well-doing for in due season. We shall reap if we faint not. I know it just seems simple to you, but do you have a promise? Do you, do, you have a, do you have a word from God? Has there been a time in your life and, and you thought, man, there's just no hope and you went to God's word and, and you, you got a promise from God's word and that word gave you hope. Yes. Yes. So good. Huh? But 
Brother Jerry, you're with me tonight. I mean, some of you, you're with me tonight. You went to God's word, and God's word gave you some hope. You say, preacher, I just feel so hopeless, and I don't know what's wrong with me. I, I just can't put my finger on it. You don't understand. It's like I'm dead on the inside. I, I just feel so hopeless. Preacher, would you help me tonight? Listen, tonight, go to God's word. And let God's word speak to you. You know, this is how God will speak to us. He speaks to us through His Word. And my friend, you can find hope. This is why, listen, this is why we have the Scriptures. Listen to Romans chapter 15. Listen to this. Oh, this is so good. In Romans chapter number 15, and listen to verse number 4. Uh, the Bible says this. He says, For whatsoever things were written aforetime was written for our learning that we through patience and comfort of the Scriptures might have hope. Hey. You know why you have the story of the Red Sea in the Bible? And the children of Israel, here comes Pharaoh's army, and they're marching, and here's Moses, and here's the Red Sea, and, and they begin to complain to Moses, what did you get us into? You're going to get us all killed. And God looks at the Moses, and Moses, the, the, the greatest army on the planet is coming. What are we going to do? And God says, go forward. Yeah. They go forward, and God departs the Red Sea. Yeah. Why do we have that story in the Bible? Because there's been times in your life that your back has been against the wall. And you didn't know what to do. You, you couldn't go. You didn't know what to do. And, and God said, hey, there's hope. I can depart the Red Sea. Are you women tonight? You, you have the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego put in the furnace of fire. And we have that story. Why? And they come out. The Bible says they didn't even smell like smoke. Why? To give you hope. Those things were written to, to give us hope today. Uh, Daniel going in the lion's den. Why do we have all these stories to give us hope? Oh, you're not going into a literal lion's den, but some of you are in a lion's den tonight. Some of you may be in the furnace of fire tonight. Where do you find hope tonight? You find hope in God's Word. Isn't that good? Preacher, can you help me tonight? I'm trying. Number one, you find hope in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Number two, you find hope in God's grace. You find hope in the second coming of Jesus Christ. You find hope in God's mercy. You find hope. Now watch this. You find hope in the promises of God and in the Word of God. I'm going to give you five quick points of my conclusion. I'm going to send this message to Brother Dexter. Might take a picture of it and send it to him. He'll be so proud of me tonight. I want you to go to Psalms 146. I want you to go to Psalms 146. And I'm fixing to make five quick points. Five quick points. Now, I don't normally ever have a point in my conclusion. And I got five of them tonight. You say, oh, goodness. Are they going to last as long as your sermon? No, they're going to be quick. But I want you to see, this will help you. Look in Psalms uh, 146. And, and look at verse 5. You ready? Psalms 146. Look at verse number 5. Happy is he that hath the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord his God. You know a lot of people are so miserable today? Because they've lost hope. There's no happiness. They, they, they get a new this, they get a new that, they, they try a new this, and they try a new that. But we got young people who are so unhappy. We got young people, we got people who got, got nice stuff. They, 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 they ought to be happy. Listen to me, you're never, you're not going to have that happiness if you don't have hope. Did you get what he said there? He said, happy is he that hath the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is the Lord his God. 
If your hope is in wealth, if your hope is in religion, if your hope is in a person, listen to me, you're, you're going to be a miserable person. Listen to how the Bible says it in 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. I am telling you, listen to 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 20. Uh, but now is Christ risen from the dead and become uh, the first fruits of them that sleep. You see that? If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we're of all men most miserable. Is this, if this is all there is and this is all the hope that we have, we're going to be some kind of miserable. Do you see that? Yes. If in this life, this is all the hope we have, this is the world's so empty. Yes. The world is so empty. People are trying everything and they're getting more miserable by the day yeah. because their hope is only in this life. Right. Amen. All the hope you have is the house you live in. That's right. The money that's in your bank and the car you drive. Yeah. I take those away from you, you have nothing. Are you with me tonight? This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. We're just pilgrims on this earth. I'm just simply saying we're going to be some kind of miserable if this is all the hope there is. Look in Psalms 31. Watch this quickly tonight, really quickly. Look in Psalms 31. Watch this. Psalms 31. Psalms 31. Watch this. Psalms 31. Not much happiness outside of hope in God. You're going to be miserable outside of hope in God tonight. You're going to be miserable. You're going to be miserable. Nothing's going to satisfy. Nothing's going to work. In Psalms 31, I love this in verse 24. The Bible says, Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in the Lord. We're not going to have much courage outside of hope in God. You know what we need today? We need courage. We need courage to stand for God. We need courage to serve God in this dark day. My friend, what do you get? What do you get courage from? You get courage from hope in God. We're living a day where there's little courage to stand for what is right. Anybody can go with the crowd. Anybody can go with the flow. But we get strength when we have hope in God. We get courage. Listen to what he said. Not only do we get courage, we get strength. He said, be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. All ye that hope in the Lord. Not only will you get courage to stand, you will get strength to stand. Preachers, people say, preacher, I'm just burnt out. And I just have no strength. I just can't go no more. I'm not talking about physically. There's 110 out there. We're all burnt out. Yes. We're all burnt up in that category. Can I get a witness? I'm talking about spiritually. I'm talking about spiritually. Preacher, I just don't know if I can go another mile. You need a, you need a refill. Amen. You need your hope in God. Somewhere you've lost hope in God. You see that? I love what Job said. And this is, I'm done. This is it. In Job chapter 11. I know what you're thinking. You better keep that conclusion to yourself, preacher. Brother Dexter is not going to be impressed. Okay. I thought it was good. In Job 11, in verse 18, I love this. And thou shalt be secure because there is hope. There is security. And hope in God. You say, well, I'm not interested in security. What does that got to do with anything? 
why you got all this stuff on your phone? Why, why, why are you sitting here while church is going on checking on your house? Uh, why, why do you got all these security systems and all these cameras today and everywhere you go you're being recorded and, and every, everybody today in this day, they're in security. Yes. Are you with me? Yeah. I mean, there's a business. That's, that's where it puts some money in the stock market. Everybody's in security. Everywhere you go, you see these signs. Secure. We got them at the church. Yeah. Used to be the day you could keep the church unlocked. You can leave it unlocked today, you won't have no pews. <laughs> no piano, no sound system. People are in security. Yes. But my security is not in a security system. Thank you, my hope is in He who holds the whole world together. You see that? That, 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 that is... That will give you security when your hope is in the Lord. My hope ain't in a religion. My hope is in a person. And that person is Jesus Christ. My hope is not in a denomination. My hope is in a person. And that person is Jesus Christ. Do you have hope tonight? Have you lost all hope tonight? Are you weary, defeated? You find hope in the gospel of Jesus Christ. You find hope in the grace of God. You find hope in the second coming of Jesus Christ. You find hope in God's mercy. And you find hope in God's promises. What will that do for you? You know what it'll do? Put a smile on your face. I dare you to do this tomorrow. I dare you to write, keep up with the number, go to the mall and write down, start counting every happy person you see. That's right. You don't have to be able to count to about five. You're right. I would, I, one day I'm going to do it. I said I've done it. I've never done it. Let you sit up here and look out here. <laughs> this is the truth. This happened. I'm not being ugly to you. But one day we was up here, you know, was turning around shaking his hands. And I said to somebody that was up here, I said, I want you to count how many happy faces you see out there. Tell me. Yeah. This was on a Sunday morning full church. How many you see? They said, ah, I think I saw three. <laughs> Are y'all with me tonight? Yeah. When your hope ain't in the right place, That's right. ain't going to be much happiness there. Yeah. All right. You say, well, I'm happy. Tell your face. <laughs> it ought to work its way out sooner or later. Come on. That is the truth. No, our hope is in the stock market. Our hope is in a political party. Our hope is in Washington. My hope is in Jesus Christ. Those things have their place. But my hope is in God above. Our heads are bowed. Our eyes are closed tonight. You've listened well. Thank you for listening to Pastor Dan Carr Sr. preach why I believe there is hope. We hope you join us the next time. We hold services every Sunday morning at 11 a.m., every Sunday evening at 6 p.m., and every Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. We also hold Sunday school at 9.45 a.m. May the peace of God be with you until next time. God bless. Amen and amen.